Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. The views expressed in the following program are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect the views of Saga 960 AM or its management. Well, hello and welcome to the Mindset Mentor. Well, happy new year. So exciting. We are heading into a brand new year, which means a brand new you. And one of the things that happens, um, you know, at the start, I think, of every year is we start to take a look at some of our patterns. Um, You know, what happened last year? What did we love? What didn't we love? Uh, How did we use our money? Did we overindulge through the holidays? We're going to help to get you back back on track with your money goals and and help to create healthy habits moving forward. I think we could all use a little boost and today I'm super excited to have our special guest joining us. She is a financial advisor, speaker and author and she's going to help us to really start to think about how we're using our money and to develop new ways of being so that we can foster better financial health which means financial freedom. We love that. Well hello and welcome. Let's say hello to Kaylee Bull. There. It's such a pleasure to have you here. Kaylee, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Thank you so much, Tanya, for having me on the show. It's my pleasure. Well, we could certainly use your help. Or right now, I, I think one of the biggest resolutions that people make, well, there's two things, really. And it's, um, you know, uh, weight and, and finances that people resolve to really start to delve into better patterns, better habits, and and develop new ways of thinking and being. And I think that this is the perfect time of year to let's just get started and to jump right in to creating financial health. And, and it all begins, I think, with awareness, understanding what our patterns are, uh, how we use our money or how we don't use our money, because some people, you know, don't like to spend money. They like to save it. Um, and sometimes it's in, uh, in it to excess as well. So we can go and swing any way the pendulum swings, you know, in terms of our financial health. So I'd love to to, to start, um, Kaylee, with your financial um, expertise. Well, it's interesting because you've been in the financial industry now for, for well over 15 years, uh, but your, your understanding of money started when you were young and really witnessing your mother's pattern. So let's talk about that. Yeah, that's great. Um, So you're right. This is a good time. Like think new year, fresh start. Let's think Mm -hmm. of it as a positive. So my background and my start was I guess, really young, the the idea of money and the relationship with money. So I grew up with a single mom and finances really showed up as a stress and struggle in our life. Um, um, my mom wasn't receiving any child support from my father. So she really was doing everything she could to raise my sister and I. Um, and so at that time, it meant, it, you know, it was hard. It was hard work. She was working five jobs at one time, I remember. And so I started, you know, learning and understanding money really early on because what I noticed was, hey, not everyone is going through the same struggle. Like as I looked around and and saw that, you know, some of my friends had some of the toys that I wanted, but I wasn't able to get, but they were getting and things like that. So it was, it sort of piqued my interest that, okay, 
you know, other people have access to this and, and they're not going through the same struggle. So I became kind of like a, I guess, a student of it all of money and trying to figure it out. Um, and, you know, how did some people have it and some people didn't. And, and so that kind of started my journey. So I realized um, when my mom would always kind of say no, anytime we asked for something, right, we'd go to the grocery store, or the toys or like the mall or something. And we'd be like, can I have this? Can I have that? And, you know, typical child, I was probably six or seven at the time. Um, but then I remember one day, like my, my, best friend had a super Nintendo and I wanted one so bad. I didn't want to have to wait till I went over to her house to play super Nintendo. And so I asked my mom, I'm like, and I kept asking her and she's like, "Ow, we can't afford that. You're not getting a super Nintendo. And then finally it's like, she got fed up with it. And she said, fine, if you want one, you can buy it on your own. And that was like my first, like, aha moment of like, what? Like the answer wasn't no. And there was a possibility. It was that I could still have it. I just had to buy it on my own. So I was like, okay, well, that's not a no. And so it just opened this door to possibility for me from a very young age. And I was around nine at the time. And so I saved up. I did like odd jobs. I went with my sister on her babysitting gigs and she split some of the money with me and things like that. And I very diligently saved and I bought that Super Nintendo and it felt like amazing. I can't even describe that feeling of like, it's that empowerment of like, I can do this, I can have this. And and from that point on, it was just like, that was my journey of, of going, okay, um, I can save up, I can do things, it's in my control. And, and that was sort of my journey on and I would do kind of like little entrepreneurial ventures. Um, so I think, you know, from that beginning, what I learned was like, you know, this was my start and seeing my mom struggle and money could cause stress and, and kind of wreak havoc on a family, but there was also possibilities and that we, we didn't have to be sort of just like, uh, you know, a, a result of our circumstances that we could change things. And I want everyone to know that and believe that with their money. So if it is, you know, to 2023 and it's this fresh start, can we all come into this new year with that belief in the possibilities of what we can have and what we can achieve with money? I'd love to see that be what people bring into the new year. Yes. When it comes I, to money. I love that. So well said. You know, it's really about, you know, redefining what we think about money if we are stuck in a negative uh, sort of a mindset when it comes to money and our patterns and our habits. So it's 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 an inspiring story to hear that, you know, you found that uh, momentum to move forward, to find a different way, to, to not get stuck and trapped in a belief system. Uh, and oftentimes we mimic our, our uh, financial patterns through our upper bringing in our childhood and it really can can create negativity um, if you are in an environment where you see that struggle sometimes we create that same struggle uh, or we uh, if we have modeled and seen a pattern of uh, financial debt we also can quickly you know adopt that pattern and I know for me um, you know growing up you know there was always that sort of limitation and that lack you know my parents were always struggling financially um, and and in debt, and I sort of adopted that way of being when I was younger. And, you know, I remember my first credit card. I, you know, got that credit card, was so excited, and I maxed that out, and I struggled to always pay just the minimum, you know. And and it was a pattern that I have, and until I could actually rework my mindset to create, um, you know, a, a new financial uh, way, then I, I was limited. And I think that so many of us are in that same boat where we are, we're struggling. Um, but again, it's about flipping the switch and seeing things in a new way because it's our perception that creates our reality, whether we're talking about, you know, finances, health, uh, you know, relationships, career, any aspect of our lives. It's our perception that creates our reality. So this is it, everybody. This is your opportunity to start perceiving life and wellness and financial well-being in a new way that you can achieve it. It is yours. It's right there for for the taking and we're going to help you get there. So I want you to stay tuned and you're going to learn some really awesome uh, tips and techniques and tools that are going to help you to develop a much better uh, financial habit. Uh, and also as we head into this wonderful brand new year, it's a clean slate. We can wipe away some of the negativity that has accumulated or certainly the perceived negativity that has accumulated with our finances uh, and know that we can make that shift and change just like you made a shift and a change when you had that 
that realization as a young girl that, wait a minute, I can get myself out of this situation because I have an option. I have an option to take action, to move forward and start to attain those goals that I want. So let's talk about, um, you know, some of the ways that the listeners and, and the, uh, the viewers can learn to create a new way to move forward positively with a, uh, with a financial goal. Yeah, I love that. You're right. And again, new year, hopefully this is the fresh start for people. So I think if if we can kind of create intentions, like I know when we talk about New Year's resolutions, I think there can be some negativity around that word mm-hmm. resolution, or it seems like it's hard, or a lot of people sort of just tap out after a month or so, and it doesn't yeah. continue on. So if we can change it to an intention, does that feel easier? Does that feel lighter and more attainable and achievable? And I think it does. And I think a good intention for all of us that we can take on with money is just how do I like feeling good about our finances in 2023. So is the, can we all have the intention? I want to feel good about my finances in 2023. And that's going to look different for everyone on how they're actually going to get there and achieve their, that because everyone probably has a bit of a different pain point with money. Like you said, it might be the belief system that they want to shift. It might be um, debt that they really want to work on and, and get rid of. It might be saving more. It might be investing. So, you know, what that's going to take to get you feeling better is probably going to be different for everyone. But what you can see is like each action you take throughout the year, you can kind of decide, does that feel good? Does that feel like I'm getting towards that intention of of that positivity towards my finances? Or does it not feel so good? And then in those moments where it doesn't feel so good, it's like, okay, maybe that's where we need to have the shift. Like for me, I told my daughter, she's eight years old. And I'm like, Ivy, I have to stop spending so much money on skip the dishes. Like you are my accountability partner don't let me do it don't let me order skip the dishes and she was just like but mom I like skip the dishes I'm like no this is a good goal for us both to have we'll both be better off so she told me at the grocery store last night that she's going to help with that but um so again everyone has that different pain point but what I can say is um be you know, realistic with whatever it is that you want to change or shift this year um Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Because again, you don't want to set yourself up for, you know, disappointment or failure. So be realistic. If it's, I want to spend less money on, you know, Starbucks or my, you know, my morning coffees. Well, is it just what's realistic? Can you say, I'm going to make my own coffee from home? three days a week or mm. four days a week. And then I'll, I'll have my coffees out three days a week as a treat. Um, so I, I would highly recommend people to be really realistic and, and don't go that like all or nothing approach. Cause that can be really hard to maintain for, uh, you know, a full year or for a distant, you know, time frame to achieve those goals. So I think it's just being really realistic, compassionate with yourself. Um, I think a big goal for a lot of people will be to do with spending because um, 2022, we saw, 
saw inflation and everything get more expensive. And so I think anyone, there's this consensus of like, how can we scale back on some expenses in case, you know, we have to revert more money to some of these things that we can't adjust, like our mortgage and things like that. If you've seen those those increase, well, we need to divert money that way. Those are sort of more of the needs. And then there's the wants. And maybe there's some of those we can get rid of or eliminate or reduce. So I think spending is a big one for people um, coming into the new year. What are some things you can do? Again, be realistic. Don't be too hard on yourself. Take an inventory. Like you've said, awareness is key. So can you take a look at a past month and see, you know, what you're spending. And it's not a guilt exercise. Um, you know, we can spend all time, like kinds of ways getting, beating ourselves up and being like, why did I buy that? And I shouldn't have done that. Like, no, let's look at it as an awareness exercise. Let's look through entry by entry. Where did I spend money? Is there ways I can make changes? So come at it from that business perspective of how can I cut costs? How can I, you know, be a little bit more efficient with my spending? Um, That's a great one for if you're looking to kind of curb your spending. Again, what I did, get an accountability partner. So mine was my eight-year-old. I mean, I'm I'm sure I could (laughs) have other ones too, but she's a really good accountability partner. So Uh, find someone in your life, maybe it's a friend and you guys can do kind of like a challenge together of um, spending less or whatnot. And then I think another one, or I, I hope as the financial professional that another one for people for the new year is saving more, um, because that is really where the magic happens. That's empowerment when we can have more savings, when we have that, if it's that surplus account or that financial freedom. Um, so when it comes to more savings, um, I highly recommend everyone just do what is possible for you because anything is better than nothing when it comes to savings. So if you look at what you're earning and what you're spending and there's, you know, maybe you're like, I can probably spend or save an additional $50 a month. Well, do that. That's huge. And that makes a big difference um, because we all know the power of compounding growth. It's quite magical when we give it some time. Um, but, and it, it starts by just putting money away and saving. So I would say for that, you know, just do something, anything is better than nothing for that savings goal. Um, as well, um, for a savings goal for people, um, you know, have that, again, that emergency account or that, that surplus. I don't like to say emergency account because I, I believe in the power of our words. And if we're saying emergency account, you know, maybe we're inviting in an emergency and we don't want that, right? We want to avoid that. Mm -hmm. So I like to say it as your like power account or your empowerment account that you have this extra there in case like, okay, my job's not going like I want it to go. Um, or something came up and I have to do a repair to the, my, my home or something like that. So really focusing on building that up again, if you don't have one already, completely okay. This isn't an exercise of guilt or feeling like I'm Mm -hmm. behind or anything, right? We're starting fresh. We're starting a new year. So um, just just say, okay, I'm going to build it up though. And how can I do that? I'll add some money uh, every month um, and kind of just have it automatically if you can, right? So automate whatever you can. And and maybe that's coming off your paycheck every month and you have like $50 or a month or $100 a month going to building that empowerment account, that one where it's something happens, this is my safety net, this is my extra. Um, so again, that's a good goal. And I, I hope as the financial person that people lean in towards that of like, how can I save more? How can I build my wealth? Um, and, and there's so much power in that when we do that. So those are, I yeah. think some of the things I would hope people could carry into the new year. Um, a mindset one is huge too, because coming out of 2022, it was a hard year for our finances. Like I think we need to acknowledge how hard it was. We had inflation making mm-hmm. everything more expensive. We had interest rates increasing where it's you if you have any debt if you had mortgage that you're renewing or you had a variable rate mortgage you saw that increase in price um and then you the stock markets went down and we saw you know a big decrease in those so i think everyone needs to acknowledge yes 2022 was a really tough year it was a tough season but 
what can we do? What is in your control now going forward? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's really important to remember that life is about cycle. Nothing lasts forever, right? So the good and the bad, it's always a rotation. So it's really important to know that, yes, okay, we may have all struggled, um, but we will get through it. And, you know, for people who uh, had issues with uh, the interest rates and they found that difficult in terms of, uh, you know, keeping up the mortgage, paying the bills, um, you know, that's a challenge in and of itself. But then you have the flip side of that or the other um, a half or a portion of people who want to buy a house and now think that it is impossible. And so the first thing is you got to look at your mindset and be open to to uh, changing that mindset. Remember that, you know, uh, neuroplasticity, our mind is, is flexible, it's plastic, it's malleable. So it can we can shift at any time. So we want to just be open to the possibility of change and bringing in what it is that we want, even though we struggled. Um, in any situation in, in our lives, we can make that move to go in a different direction. Um, and again, you have to have that belief system of that you can do it and you can achieve it. And, and remember that this is a brand new year that we're heading into and we want to maximize and live our best lives. And you can do it. You have the power within you to achieve your goals. And we're going to help you attain your financial goals for 2023, um, whether that is to to get out of debt, right, to become debt free, and to wow, like what? How how amazing would that be to eliminate the stress, the financial pressure that can really erode the quality of our lives? You know, it's one of the uh, top reasons that couples fight, right? Is their finances? So um, it really can have a snowball effect. Um, you know, when we can get our finances back on track. So again, that could be a goal to be debt free. Your goal might be to be able to afford that home or to pay off your car, you know, to save for for retirement, right? Or to save for, for an education fund for the kids. Whatever those goals are, um, you know, we want to help you get there. We want to get your money back on track for 2023. And it's important to just start somewhere. As you said, Kaylee, you know, it could be that start of, you know, $50, saving $50 a month. And right now, if you're always struggling and you're behind, that might seem impossible to you. But I love what you said, Kaylee, was to automate it. And I know for me, uh, many years ago, when I started to to automate, um, you know, my savings, it completely transformed my finances in a huge way. All right. Well, we are learning some incredible financial tips to help us get back on track with our finances for 2023, a brand new year and a brand new you. We're going to continue the conversation with Kaylee Beauvert, who is a financial advisor, an author and speaker. Stay tuned for more here on Saga 960. You're listening to The Mindset Mentor. Stream us live at Saga960AM.ca. Welcome back to The Mindset Mentor. I'm Tanya Kohler, helping you live your best life. Well, I'm so excited when it comes to uh, a new year because a new year is a fresh start. It's a clean canvas for you to start creating a life that you love. And it's so exciting that, uh, you know, we, we have a chance and an opportunity to take control of our financial wellness as well, which is also very important in terms of living your best life. When you're struggling financially, it creates a lot of stress and tension. And there's small things that you can do that right now may seem impossible to you. But if you take those small steps and those small actions, you can really, truly start to create a life you love. So let's continue the conversation with my special guest today, who is a financial advisor. She is an author and speaker, and she is helping us to create better financial habits and, and to sort of uh, start bringing in that financial abundance. Kaylee Beauvert, it's a pleasure 
pleasure to have you um, on the Mindset and Magic today. And I'd love to continue the conversation on, you know, helping to to create better financial habits. We talked about, uh, you know, financial goals, whether they be, you know, saving for retirement or education or that home or just getting out of debt. There's some really great keys that you uh, spoke about. And I know one of the things that you specialize in as well, Kaylee, is is helping women, um, you know, with their finances. And, you know, I love that because I think a lot of people are stuck uh, in a mindset where they might have given their power to somebody else to take the finances. Um, and then they're, they found themselves in a situation where they've, uh, their relationship has ended and they now had no idea of how to actually handle money. So I think financial literacy is so important for everybody. So I'd love to talk about some of the ways that women uh, can become financially literate when they've had no sort of history on on uh, handling the finances. Yes, you're right. That's such a great like comment and like topic because it's a lot of what I do like work with in my business. So Mm -hmm. my business is primarily working with women. Um, A lot of the women come to me that are maybe just financially independent. Um, Like myself, I'm a single mom financially independent woman. Um, Or again, people who have gone through divorce and now they're sort of thrown into that role of, okay, now I'm, I'm in the driver's seat. Um, And, you know, we still see kind of the stats show that generally it is in relationships and um, those kind of scenarios that men are often taking the lead when it comes to the finances and money. Um, and and I'm by all means about efficiency and, you know, divide and conquer. But when mm-hmm. it comes to money, because both people are part of the, the money equation and it, it impacts both people that I do really think that both have to be involved. So women have to be engaged when it comes to their money, whether they're in a relationship or again, financially independent on their own, you have to stay engaged. So that includes giving up control to a spouse, a partner, or even a financial professional mm-hmm. entirely. Because if that person, if something were to happen to them, or if they were to get out, you know, leave the business or retire, well, then what do you do, right? You're still yeah. left in that place of feeling very vulnerable. So uh, I, and think- I think, sorry, uh, Kaylee, and I also think that you, you don't have to be necessarily a financial expert, but you got to have some understanding, right? In, in terms of moving forward. Yes. And that's key to remember. And I think too many people think that they do, that they have to be this expert, right? Mm -hmm. I have to have grown up, you know, knowing about money, or I have to have um, been like an expert when it comes to math or numbers. And so, so many people kind of give up before they even get started. Mm -hmm. And women especially are, you know, say those terms, which we need to throw out, but things like I'm not good with money, fine, you know, math isn't my thing, money isn't my thing. Well, it can be that's just you're just making a statement and kind of, you know, creating that reality, but it doesn't have to be that way. And so when I look at sort of men and women, when it comes to money and financial literacy, I would say both are very similar in where they're at. It's Mm -hmm. just that I think women just don't have as much confidence. Um, I think men are more um, willing and able to kind of just step in and, and and do it and and sort of learn it as they go. Whereas women, it's almost like that imposter syndrome syndrome comes up for women, and it comes up in our finances where we think, well, I can't you know make these big decisions before I you know read all those financial textbooks, and I probably have to take a course, and I need to you know be this sort of expert. But that's not the case, and so I think mm-hmm. yeah, I think so many people and women especially need to know that you don't have to be an expert. Like perfection is not at all a prerequisite for being wealthy or for being good with money. It's all about just diligence and consistency. Like if we break it down in the most simplest terms of how we build wealth, it's spending less than we earn and investing. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. 
Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com slash Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com slash Wondersuite. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. To grow our wealth. So that's it. Like if, if we look at it that way and, you know, I hope all women can be like, okay, I get that. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so I do, I do know what I do. I'm doing. I know more than I think. So I think it's women, it's almost like getting out of our own ways and, and getting rid of those statements, those limiting beliefs of I'm not good with money. I'm not good with math. Numbers aren't my thing. Well, you can make them your thing and financial literacy Mm -hmm. is available to you. Um, so I, I tell women, it's just that, okay, you need to be engaged. You need to be part of the conversation. Absolutely. You can have an accountability partner. You can work with a financial professional. Those are all great, you know, additions to that, but you need to be in the know too, because you know yourself best. It's your money and no one's going to love your money as much as you do because it's yours, right? It's, you know, I can be there to help and support my clients, but it's at the end of the day, it's their money. They're going to be the ones that love it the most. That's what I think, right? Mm-hmm. I I love my money the most and mm-hmm. I would, you know, I know what I need and, and what I want to have happen and things like that. So you have to be in the driver's seat. Um, and and with that, I think, um, you know, just doing things like giving it time and attention. So if you've been ignoring your money and again, kind of writing it off and just being like, I'm not good. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, I probably need to take a course or something else. No, you can just start now where you are and just by doing something as simple as giving your money some time and attention. So allocating a certain amount of time that you're going to give back to your money. We spend so much time earning money, but how much time are we giving back to it? Mm-hmm. And and in that time giving back to it, maybe we set up, you know, some sort of uh, what we're going to do, like a strategy session on, okay, I want to review my expenses. Um, I want to look for ways to save more. I want to get started investing, whatever it is that you want to choose to do with that time, but allocate some time to your money because we allocate time to everything else in lo- our lives. And, and we're very busy, but how much time do you give back to your um, money? And um, yeah, interesting way to look at it, you know, to give back to your money. And it's so true because you're creating a win-win situation, uh, you know, in in that regard. And also, um, you know, you talked about one of the, 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 basics of, uh, you know, saving, right, is spending less. (laughs) And it's so interesting, because you'll see that it's usually a pattern. So you you think that, oh, well, life will be much better if I just make more money. But then if you haven't really dealt with your patterns, you'll start to make more money if that's, if that's, you know, the next level. And then you'll also still be overspending because it's a habitual pattern. And you also talked about some of the things that we will say to ourselves. So it's those negative affirmations like I can't have it. It's not for me. You know, I'm not good with money. You know, these are all habitual patterns and affirmations. In, in, in that case, they're negative affirmations, which define our reality. So I think it's really key and important to start delving into our patterns and looking at some of those language patterns. You know, what are we telling ourselves about our financial health and start rewriting those, those affirmations to be positive that I can learn about money. I mean, that's, that's one affirmation that's way better than I don't know anything about money or I, you know, I can't have money and it's not, you're not saying you're an expert, right? But you're saying that you have the ability to, and that you're open to learning about money, right? Um, so I think it's really, really, um, you know, a great way to, to harness the power of money and, and creating that win-win situation. Yes. 
Absolutely. I love that. Exactly. Like if we can just say, I'm going to commit to learning Mm -hmm. about money. I want to know more and have that then if that's been a pain point for you of like, oh, I don't feel like I know enough, then it's, I'm going to commit to learning. Um, What are some ways we can do that, that we can integrate into our, again, busy lives? Well, one thing I tell people is maybe it's reading one article a week that's finance, personal finance based, money based. So just Mm -hmm. one article that's maybe a five to 10 minute, you know, per week time, time, basically like allocation for you, or um, maybe it's that you do want to enroll in a course. There are a lot of different courses that you can take that are available. Um, I teach an investing 101 course here in Calgary. And so I'm sure there's ones available kind of all across Canada, if that's something you're wanting to do. Um, Again, get an accountability partner. Maybe it's that you guys want to learn about a certain topic together and you can kind of be little study buddies and say, okay, we want to learn about inflation. What does it mean? And then you both kind of go away, research and and share what you learn. Um, And then another one is just reading a personal finance book or um, something like that. And and again, just one book, maybe it is, maybe it's committing to just in 2023, I want to read that book I have sitting on my nightstand or whatever, that's all about money and investing or what whatnot. So there's a lot of ways that you can build that financial literacy because we haven't learned a lot of this along the way, right? We mm-hmm. acknowledge that probably in our school years, it wasn't part of the curriculum. And even in our post-secondary education, it might not have been covered. So give yourself some compassion and say, you know, it's it's okay that to be in this position because I didn't learn this along the way, unfortunately, but mm-hmm. I'm here today. I'm committing to learn it now and I'm just going to take it slowly. Just like anything we learn in life, we have to be, you know, take it slow. We need practice. It takes time. And the same is true with learning about money. So if it feels like you're drinking from the fire hose at first, that's okay. But as you slowly, again, do one thing at a time, it's going to compound. It's that compound effect, right? Compounding knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's really uh, key as well. You were talking about having an accountability partner uh, because we're talking about money then, you know, having that conversation and not feeling as though we're alone and nobody else is going through this as well. So there's all this, you know, social media and you see everybody with these amazing pictures on the cars and the yachts and, and all this kind of stuff, but we don't really know the reality behind that, right? Some of it is reality and some of it is just, you know, it's a, it's a photo to, to, you know, give the, the implication, but we don't know, you know, how much debt that person has or how much they don't have, but we always think that, oh, they're doing better than I am. And then you, that's where you start to give up and you think, well, it's hopeless uh, and it's never hopeless, right? Ever. And so if you're listening right now you're listening for a reason you know we're going to help you get your finances back on track for 2023 doesn't matter what your past is it doesn't matter how much money you you've spent how much money you have or how much money you don't have this is a brand new year and it's a brand new opportunity for you to start moving forward in a way that empowers you so let's start getting rid and eliminating those negative beliefs that we have about money uh, eliminating the negative affirmations that we have about money and start fostering better health and gaining financial literacy. You know, taking the courses that you need, reading the articles, reading the books. And, you know, I love your advice, Kaylee. You know, you could start small. You don't have to read all these tech textbooks, right? Start with an article, start with a page a day or one page a week, whatever it is. But it's so important to start because we can be very stagnant in life. And and if we are struggling financially, that creates so much stress and you just want to sort of hide and, you know, get under that hole and not come out. But it's so important to emerge, to come back up and say, okay, I am ready to tackle this. So start with anything that you can do, even just a little bit, right, to start saving. And then also just be mindful that, you know, your patterns and what you do financially is, is um, you know, indicative of how your family might also be responding. So you are the role model in your life and to your friends and family. So you want to create some really good uh, structure for yourself and for those you love. Yeah, exactly. Because it's our children too, right? They're listening. Like I said, I have my eight-year-old that I'm trying to teach about finances. I have a kid's book coming out um, in September this year about a little girl learning about money. And that's what I'm trying to achieve with that is, you know, I think the biggest regret I hear from people with their finances is I wish I would have started sooner when it Mm -hmm. comes to investing and growing their wealth. And so it's like, well, how soon can we start? That's kind of my experimental mind. And it's like, well, we can start really early. We can have conversations 
with our children as young as like five or six years old, just very basic money conversations. But again, it's money knowledge builds. Um, it's like math, right? We learn addition, subtraction, then multiplication and division. Like it, it, it builds on itself. And the same is true with money. So if we can start really young, they're going to be building on those concepts and we can teach a lot to the next generation. Um, so they don't have that biggest regret. Like if, if I can tell you what I hear time and again is the biggest regret people have is mm-hmm. they wish they would have started sooner because we always can see those charts of like, okay, if you start saving $300 a month, starting at 25, you know, you'll be a millionaire by this time and, and whatnot. So it's, you know, what can we do now to, to have a positive impact for the people around us? And not beat ourselves up. I love that. Right. So, so it's okay. Wherever you are is exactly where you're meant to be. Right. So be kind to yourself, give yourself that self-love and know that, um, you know, this is a time of transformation. It's a new beginning. So if you're not loving the results that you've seen, it's start, it's time to start creating new results, but also be very gentle and kind with yourself. You know, it doesn't support us when we start to tear ourselves down and, and get stuck in the, should have, would have, could have, right? <laughs> Mentality. So, you know, it's about really embracing where you are, uh, adopting some some new patterns and some new tips and tools that you can use to empower your financial health so that you can, you know, start to see a, a, an increase in the bank account. So you can start to start creating and bringing in and allowing some of those goals that you have to drop in um, as opposed to struggle, that resistance when we start to fight it and we start to think, oh, why did I do this? Why did I do that? We're actually creating more of a block to all the things that we want in life. Uh, And I think it's important to also uh, pat yourself on the back for those small wins that you have. And that could be, you know, paying off a credit card, you know, even maybe just a little bit more than you normally do every month, right? If you've paid it off in full, absolutely, you know, congratulate yourself for that. You know, when we start to reward ourselves, we create that dopamine in the brain more dopamine gives us more ability to start creating more. So, you know, acknowledge those small successes and those small wins. So one thing I do want to talk about, uh, Kaylee, is credit card debt. A lot of people right now after the holidays have, you know, accrued probably too much uh, credit card debt, whatever that looks like for someone, uh, that too much. So what are your tips in helping to start to pay down those cards? Yeah, that's a great question. And that's one of the things that people do battle with is like debt, like you said, and it does feel like sometimes it's just like sort of never ending cycle. Mm -hmm. Um, So again, it's kind of shifting that perception and saying, you know, what am I going to do about it right now coming from a place of I want to take action. I, you know, what is your intention? I want to like get rid of this debt and move forward and start to build some savings where I can feel more empowered and in control. Um, It's become really easy to spend money. So we have to acknowledge that with like the advent of credit cards and then online shopping, like it's, it's at us. So it's, it's all day, every day. Like you Mm -hmm. could just get on your phone and spend thousands of dollars in a matter of minutes. Like it's so easy, probably too easy to spend money. So give yourself credit knowing that, you know, it's gotten very difficult. Like things have changed. Like I remember again, growing up with my mom, single mom, and we struggled. She didn't have a credit card because like her parents never did. And there was this whole belief of like, no, you don't spend money you mm-hmm. don't have. And and so I think unfortunately, kind of generationally, it's it's come to us and it's like, wow, a credit card, you can find out, pay it <laughs> off later. And it's that yeah. instant gratification that we all want, mm-hmm. but it's it's not doing us any favors in the long term. Like my daughter said to me the other day, she's like, when do I get a credit card? I want a credit card. And I'm like, no, you don't. Like, it's, it's <laughs> yes, not money. No. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like a method of payment, but yeah. it's not, you know, it's not your money. You're it's spending not free money. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So yeah. it's not as glamorous as um, people would like to think. So it's, it's just being kind to yourself, mm-hmm. having that compassion, knowing that, okay, you know, it, it is difficult and I've gotten into this position. And so just that awareness piece of, having to look at it, right? And having to face it too, because I think a lot of the times with debt and whatnot is we kind of just want to push it away and not even acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, we need to have the awareness because to take action and have a plan and move forward, you need to really know, well, where 
where do I start? Where am I right now? So you have to take that inventory. So again, see it as an exercise of taking inventory. It's not an opportunity to beat yourself up or, you know, feel bad. Um, we get enough of that in life in all sorts of ways. So take this as an opportunity of like, I'm just, I'm making a conscious decision that I want to work away at this debt. I want to have it paid off by, you know, X date or whatever that is. So, um, so taking the, uh, inventory, looking at where you're at, um, combining too, if you have a couple credit cards or different sources of debt, you want to bring those all together, right? Because you want to see the full picture. Um, and then um, analyzing the the interest rates you're paying. So you do also want to see, well, how much interest am I paying? So for sure, you're always going to want to be paying the minimums because that would impact your credit card or your credit um, score if you're not paying your minimum. So you need to make it um, a priority to be paying your minimums, but then you can look at them from um, terms of what the interest rate is and probably you'd want to tackle the highest interest rate first. Um, there's all different strategies for tackling debt. Some say that you should start with the smallest one first and then once that one's done, start to the next one. I approach things from a numbers perspective. And so I'm like, you have to tackle the big number first. Like you want to get rid of the biggest interest rate first because that just means you're paying higher interest there yeah. um so have that set up as a plan and and treat it like any goal it's just can you be specific can you measure when you want to have it done by um and be realistic with with what you're going to do like if you have a big credit card bill and you're like i'm going to pay it all off by the end of january and maybe it's more than you even make in the month of january well that's not realistic right mm -hmm. so let's be realistic we're not trying to set you, yourself up for failure so Really, again, take that inventory, analyze where you're at, what are your different interest rates, you know, bring it all together, really see the full picture, and then make a plan that's realistic for you. Maybe it's, I'm going to make one extra payment on each credit card per month of $100 or $300 or whatever it is. Or, you know, I, I know I'm going to get this bonus at this time of year, I'm going to take it and I'm going to put it all towards this credit card or, um, you know, tax time's coming up. Maybe you know you're going to be getting a refund and mm -hmm. you're already allocating that refund is going to go towards paying down um, this credit card. So again, be realistic because if you're not, you're you're going to just beat yourself up and it can actually put you in a cycle of spending more money, right? And that's not what we want to achieve. Um, so yeah, come from a place of compassion for yourself and just a plan and and, and have that set out. And like you said, celebrate your wins along the way because it's going to take time. It's probably not going to happen overnight. You might yeah. have a bit of a time frame. Maybe it's a couple of months. Maybe it's the end of the year you want to get it all done by. But do make sure that you're celebrating your wins along the way because that's what keeps us going. Um, yeah. So reward yourself. I mean, there's all sorts of free rewards or ways to just pamper yourself, give yourself some extra self-care or whatever it is to just really celebrate that. Cause it's not easy, right. To change habits, to, to rejig what we're doing and make changes. Um, but yeah, try doing that. And again, if it's, if it feels like, you know, one of the things is that you're, you're spending too, that's just kind of continue to accumulate. You're probably going to want to look at the equation from that side too, and say, how can mm. I scale back some spending? You know, does it feel like, my spending is not aligned with my values or goals, or is it getting kind of out of control or where I'd like to see it? And I have a client, she's such a diligent saver. And so I'm like, you're amazing. Like, how do you save so well? What do you do? And she said, every time she goes out and goes shopping, she leaves all her cards at home. So she doesn't mm. bring a bank card, credit card or anything with her. And I was like, what? <laughs> like that was a bit <laughs> mind blowing to me. Um, but she said, yeah, cause mm. then she goes home and if it's something that she just can't stop thinking about for a few days, then she knows she really wants it and she'll go back and get it. But for the most part, she doesn't. And I, I think that's probably true mm. for most of us, for most of our purchases, we can look back on and be like, yeah, I didn't really need that. So if it does help to kind of take away that ease of just, I'll just buy it right now kind of thing, then leaving your cards at home. That's a great idea too. Oh, I love that. Cause it avoids that impulse purchase. You know, we yeah. do live in an instant gratification uh, society and it's easy. It's easy to spend money. Uh, we have access to it. And of course, if we have our cards and the cash there, we're going to spend it or we can spend it. So great tip. I like that. Um, you know, so what other tax tips can you give us um, as we head into a new year and we're starting to think about tax season. Yeah. Everyone loves tax time, right? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> All your accounts. Yikes. Yay. Um, so just tax time. I mean, 
a big one for us here in Canada is we have RRSP accounts, so registered retirement savings plans, and we have tax-free savings accounts, tax-free, so TFSAs. Um, those are kind of the best tools we have as like saving mechanisms and, and tax sheltered, tax deferred growth. So that's kind of should be probably the majority of our focus. Cause if, you know, it's going to be different for everyone. If you're self-employed, you're going to have write-offs, things like that, which mm-hmm. are great. Um, if your tax situation is a bit more complicated, highly recommend you do work with a tax professional because it is a lot of work and maybe it's not, again, your passion or what you want to be spending your time on. So do reach out and find someone that's able to help you. Um, That's why those professionals exist and they're fabulous. So, um, but I think kind of the most basic and probably what affects everyone is that you have access to these savings vehicles. So a registered retirement savings plan, RSP, um, tax-free savings account. And what we hear about in the new year, you have the first 60 days to make a contribution to your RSP and that will impact your 2022 taxes. Um, So that's a big one for people to be thinking about right now. How it works is that when you make a contribution to your RSP account, you get basically the tax back that you paid on that money. So we're all working or, or however you're receiving your money and money comes to you after tax. So net of tax. Well, let's say you took $1,000 of that net earnings and put it in an RSP account. And let's say you're at the 30% tax bracket. When I put my $1,000 in, I should on my tax return, get $300 back. So that 30% I'm getting back to me. Um, So that's kind of how an RSP works. And then inside, you can do all sorts of investing with it and have it grow and it's not taxed on that growth. But that's a good thing to think about right now. If you have some extra cash sitting around making an RSP contribution, if you have the contribution room, um, makes sense because again, you get that money back and maybe you make a plan too for what you're going to do with that money that comes back. So maybe you say with my tax refund, I'm going to put that money into a tax-free savings account. So tax-free savings account being a little bit different, you don't get a re like tax back essentially. So when you put after-tax money in, that's it. Like, But the benefit to it is that it grows tax sheltered and you can take it out anytime and there's no tax implications. So that's a great like double saving strategy where you're actually creating money to invest, right? So you're putting money in your RSP account with that refund that you're getting back. You're now using that money and putting in a TFSA. So you've created this extra wealth that you're going to use to build and and grow. So I think that's a really good tax idea or strategy for anyone um, at this time of year. That's, you know, still something you can do um, that you have some time for. So you have the first 60 days of this year to make those RSP contributions. A lot of people have started, you know, decide like trying to think about does it make sense for me because now with the advent of tax-free savings accounts um we look at sort of we fast forward to what happens when you start drawing money out of these accounts when you take money out of an rsp account you're taxed on it when you take money out of tfsa account you're not and so what happens is people get to that point in their retirement they start taking money out of their rsps and they're like I have to pay tax on this? Like, this sucks. Um, But again, it's because you got your tax back at the beginning. So the rule of thumb, and this is very simple, it's going to be probably a bit different for everyone depending on your unique scenario. But the rule of thumb is if you're going to be in a lower tax bracket in your retirement years than you are right now, that making RSP contributions do make sense because you're going to be in a lower tax environment. So again, in my example, let's say I'm in the 30% tax bracket now, I got my $300 back um, because I made my RSP contribution. And then fast forward to retirement years, let's say I'm in the 20% tax bracket. So now I'm taking the money out of my RSP and paying 20% tax but I got back 30%. So I saved myself 10% tax. So yes, you do have to pay tax later on, but if you're going to be in a lower tax bracket in those retirement years, you will be better off. There is still some tax savings to be had. So again, that's in a simplified form, but those are, Mm -hmm. I think, some good ones that everyone can consider right now with this time of year as some tax strategies. Yes, excellent advice. Thank you so much, Kaylee. Um, And unfortunately, we are out of time. So listen, everyone, uh, that's a wrap for the Mindset Mentor. Make sure that you start looking at your finances and move forward in a way that is empowering for this brand new year and a brand new you. Kaylee Beauvert, an absolute pleasure having you here and helping to, uh, you know, educate the audience on uh, how to move forward. Thank you so much.
Awesome. All right. So remember that your mindset is like a muscle that needs to be worked and stretched. And, and again, creating the, your best life begins with your mindset. So stay tuned. We've got more coming up here on Saga 960. No radio? No problem. Stream us live on Saga960AM.ca. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.